Hey ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month, and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. One of my favorite conversations I've ever had on There Are No Girls on the Internet is with a writer who was targeted and harassed online about how she continues to stay safe while doing visible work on the Internet. Without missing a beat, she said, anybody worried about online harassment should sign up for Delete Me. I signed up for Delete Me right then and there, and I personally recommend it to anyone. Sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. Now at a special discount for our listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and use promo code nogirls at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash nogirls and enter code nogirls at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash nogirls, code nogirls. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There Are No Girls on the Internet is a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. I'm Bridget Todd, and this is There Are No Girls on the Internet. So sad to report that one of my all-time favorite guests of all time on this podcast, Miss Estella Pyfram, passed away from leukemia at the age of 85. Miss Estella's story is incredible. She was born in the 30s, grew up during the Dust Bowl, became a teacher, and in her 70s spent her entire retirement to build a mobile learning lab equipped with computers so kids and adults in her community who didn't already have access to computers could get online. And she was still driving that bus when we talked last year as part of my birthday fundraiser for Estella's Brilliant Bus. Now, I first heard her story when she was featured in a Super Bowl ad during the 2015 Super Bowl. She quickly became one of my heroes. 
And as our producer Mike can tell you, I have probably never been more nervous to speak to a guest. Bridget, I have seen you prepare to interview some badass women who are like not to be fooled with. And uh, and I've also seen you prepare to go on talk radio programs with like conservative assholes who are like hostile to your point of view. And I have never seen you be more nervous than when you interviewed Miss Estella. Oh, I mean... The woman is an icon. She's a legend. And first of all, I mean, just being a Black woman who grew up in the South, when you're talking to a Black elder, there is a whole different level of respect and scrutiny that you need to show. Notice how I only refer to Miss Estella as Miss Estella. Um, and so that was one reason why I was just right off the bat very nervous. You know, this is a, this is an elder in our community, and so you really have to show a certain level of deference and respect. And... You know, if I was interviewing somebody like a Mark Zuckerberg, I could do that in my sleep. Interviewing Miss Estella was a completely different story. And also just the fact that I get very nervous when I'm interviewing somebody that I deeply respect. And I so deeply, deeply respect Miss Estella and her work and her legacy and just the incredible life that she lived. And I felt such a deep responsibility to do her story justice because her story is incredible. You know, this is somebody who really lived an important life. So yeah, I was I was pretty nervous. What is it about her story that you respect so much and that inspires so much in you? What a good question. I think one of the things that struck me is reading her obituary, how her family talked about how a lot of people thought that her making the brilliant bus was her second act, but it was really more like her third or fourth act. And so I just really respect that she was someone who never felt like she was too old to start something that she wanted to do, never felt like she was too old to impact her community, never felt like she was too old to really like live her legacy. And so I just respect her story so much. Yeah, you got to respect and love that third act. Miss Estella's family says they're going to try to keep her brilliant bus alive to continue connecting residents of all ages to vital technology. And you can go to tangodi.com slash bus to donate. Miss Estella leaves behind four children, three of whom are educators like their mama, 13 grandchildren, three great-grandchildren, and countless others that she touched, myself very much included. Miss Estella, you are an icon. Let's listen to her story. So in true nerd fashion, I have a birthday on Pi Day, this weekend on March 14th. And to celebrate, I wanted to honor one of my heroes, Estella Pyfrom. You might have seen her story in a Super Bowl commercial in 2015. Miss Estella spent 50 years in public education, serving low-income kids in a Title I school. Now while teaching, she saw that many of her kids couldn't always do their assignments because they didn't have access to a computer or reliable internet at home. So she created Estella's Brilliant Bus to bring the computers to them. My name is Estella. I'm the owner, the creator, and founder of Estella's Brilliant Bus. Estella's Brilliant Bus is a mobile learning center where we provide education and technology for underserved communities, to children in underserved communities. And that's what we've been doing since we started. But realizing that the children have other siblings and other relatives that need our service, we have expanded our service to uh, include not just children, but adults in underserved communities. 
That's what the Brilliant Bus is all about. It's not just a tech center. It's a learning center where we use the bus to provide the technology to accomplish the mission that we set out to do in the communities. After retiring in her 70s, Miss Estella spent her life savings on a bus that she turned into a mobile learning center to help bridge the digital divide and help bring technology to the communities who need it most. Knowing that I was getting older and I was pretty much, I would say, well over seven to one, I knew that if I was going to do anything other than work at the school, I needed to look at what that option might be. And when the hurricane devastated all the people in New Orleans and other places, it sharpened my idea about going out in the communities and doing something that I thought would be worthwhile. I had the idea of creating something to take out in the community, but put it on hold because I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. But after that hurricane, I thought about, this is it. According to Pew, a quarter of lower-income teens don't have access to a home computer, and one quarter of Black youth said they often or sometimes can't do their homework assignments because they don't have reliable internet access or a computer. Compare that to just 13% of white youth. This is sometimes called the digital divide, and it presents a big barrier to kids in all communities being able to succeed. I figured if I could create a project that I could take out in the community, because we knew that this was age of technology, and I knew from working with Title I schools that there was that digital divide. So I wanted to keep that going because I know as far as our communities are concerned, that we served the children that attended the Title I school was missing at home the technology. Miss Estella was relentless, and she also dreamed big. Her first thought was to use her old minivan, and she even toyed with the idea of trying to get her hands on a semi-truck to turn that into a mobile computer lab. So in putting my ideas together, the first thing I asked myself How can I provide technology to these underserved communities? And after thinking about it a while, I knew that the band that I had would not be enough because it was just not big enough to serve more than four or five children at one time, if that many. So I decided, after thinking about it, what is it that I would be comfortable with knowing that I didn't have a lot of money, but how could I make it work? Because I was of the failure is not an option mindset. So I knew what I was going to do had to be successful because failure was not an option. So I thought about the band, and I ruled that out. I thought about a semi-truck, and I said, I can't drive that. I'm on the back one out during my lifetime. But then the bus came up. I said, now, if I use a bus, I have a lot more space. And, of course, I can drive a bus because I learned to drive a bus during my childhood because my daddy had no boys, had six girls, and I was the only girl that was brave enough to learn how to drive the truck and the bus. 
So I figured I could save some money if I got if I used a bus because that was something that I could drive when I needed. So I, I grabbed some paper and a pencil, sketched out a drawing, figured out what I wanted to do, and started working on it. And it was an idea that I put together on paper, and then I was successful in lifting that idea off the paper and put it into reality. I didn't know that you actually drive the bus yourself. My goodness. Yes, I'm willing to drive the bus. And when we first got started, I drove the bus. And most of those videos that's on the website or on YouTube, they didn't believe I could drive the bus either. <laughs> they all made me drive the bus. You see me driving, I'm driving the bus. But I had someone to help me drive the bus. The uh, producers didn't want that. They wanted me to drive the bus, I guess, to prove that in my age that I could drive that bus. Do you mind me asking how old you are? You don't have to say if you don't want to. No, I'm 84. It was Miss Estella's father who instilled in her the importance of helping others and sharing with your community, even if you didn't have a lot. My father was a migrant contractor. And we traveled from Florida to New York for 19 years to harvest produce, picking beans, corn, potatoes, and things of that sort. And my dad was a very kind-hearted man who really enjoyed giving and helping people, even though he was a poor man. And he would travel up north, leaving Florida during the month of May, mid-May, and sometime come, we would come back in October because if you don't have any skills, then you have to do unskilled laboring jobs. And that was what was going on with my parents. Neither one of them uh, ever finished elementary school, so they didn't have skills, but they were very smart and hardworking people. Growing up poor in a government housing project, Miss Estella knew that not much was expected of her, but the power of community helped her subvert those low expectations. We lived in a government project uh, and if you have seen the documentary Harvest of Shame by Edward R. Morrow, when they predicted that, we probably wouldn't ever get out of that project. We were just stuck there for life. And that less than 30% of us would ever get out of there. Uh, and a smaller percentage of us probably not make it to college because we will be stuck in that rut in that government project. But I'm proud to say that many of us who went to school out there, graduated from high school, went to college, and obtained advanced degrees. Now, in the project where I lived, it was the ideal of it takes a village to raise a child. And all of us were poor. All of our, most of our parents were working far away from the, in, the, in the fields. But there was always someone 
home in that project during that day. And they would look out for each other. If we got hungry during the day, we could go to that neighbor's house and they'd give us some bread and cheese or bread and mayonnaise or bread and peanut butter. So it's one of those things where the village actually helped raise a child. And we learned to share whatever we had, whatever resources that we had. So we just grew up with that mentality. Do you feel that that's why you're inspired to give back to the kids in your community with the bus to make sure that they have the same kind of village that helped raise you and your sisters? I'm sure it has something to do with that. And that experience is, I think, what transformed me into the person who I am today, giving and sharing with other people who need us the most. Now, summers can worsen the divide between low-income kids and kids whose families can afford things like summer camp. The learning loss that students sometimes experience when they're out for summer break is sometimes called the summer slide. And a John Hopkins study found that by ninth grade, the summer slide makes up for two-thirds of the reading achievement gap between low-income kids and middle-income kids. To combat this, Miss Estella spent her summers taking kids on educational trips in her bus. She self-financed them, looking for deals on hotels and meals so the trips wouldn't cost the families a dime. But then, COVID hit. And now her bus is in park. We would go take the bus and go into communities. We have worked with churches, community centers, schools, and county organizations. And we would just schedule our activities and we would go out in the community and make things happen. There was no problem. When COVID came along, everybody was afraid of everybody. So business was shutting down. People were afraid of their children and other family members. And, of course, you know, they were dying. So we adhered to what the community was doing. When they shut down businesses, we parked the bus. And now we have two buses now. And we would take these kids across the country to travel the Freedom Trail and also get more exposure to technology, education and technology. And we would get on the road for 10 or 12 days with 100 teenagers going across country to get more exposure because many of the kids who live in those low-income communities, they don't get to go town so they speak because sometimes their parents can't afford to take them. Uh, many of them are working or they just can't afford the other expense that go along with it. So three years in a row, I was very successful in taking the kids across the country for 10 or 12 days, giving them the exposure and not having to charge them one cent. And then we we were able to expose them to technology and address the summer slide. But this past July, we did not, because we were right going into or involved with COVID. So, again, we didn't want to be responsible for exposing kids to COVID because they are just learning a little bit more about it. But they didn't know anything about it. They didn't know very much, I would say, about it. So we just 
decided we'll just stay in, close up like the other businesses until they find out more how to keep people, and I'm talking about adults and their children, safe from the coronavirus. COVID has only shown how important it is for all kids to have access to technology. If low-income kids didn't have computers or reliable internet at home before, how are they supposed to keep up with remote learning during COVID? Pew actually found that one in five parents with kids at home because of COVID say it is very or somewhat likely that their kids won't be able to complete schoolwork because they don't have access to a computer or internet. It's so important to support community leaders like Miss Estella, who won't let a generation of kids get left behind because of their economic circumstances. In Miss Estella's community, they looked after little ones like a village, sharing what little they had with one another. She's a living legend, and her work and legacy is a testament to the fact that anyone can make a lasting difference. Miss Estella, what a life you have lived. What, a, what an inspiration. What do you want to say if somebody is out there and they think, gosh, I want to make a difference, but I don't know what I can do. What's your message to them? Because you've made, you, you're one woman and you've made such a big difference on your community. What is your message to other people who might be listening who want to do what you're doing and make a difference in their communities? Don't let age interfere with your dreams. It's one thing. And the other thing is, if you can believe it and willing to work, you can achieve it. I so appreciate it. I appreciate you. I appreciate all that you do. Miss Estella, you are an icon, friend of Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> yes, and she wrote the uh, forward in my book. Oh, my goodness. A, my goodness. I have a book out there that's called The Legacy of a Humble Black Woman. From fear to factory to a celebrated bus. It's, it's, it's on the website, too. For my birthday, I hope you'll consider supporting Miss Estella's vision for the future by making a donation to Estella's Brilliant Bus, if you're able. Go to tangoti.com slash bus to donate. That's tangoti, T-A-N-G-O-T-I dot com slash bus. If you're moved by Miss Estella's story and want to donate but aren't in a position to do so right now, hit me up at hello at tangoti.com and we'll donate in your honor. We keep us safe, and we keep us strong. So let's all keep striving to be the change we want for our communities, just like Miss Estella. You are a living legend, such an inspiration to, to me personally. When I saw your Super Bowl ad, I cried. Before we spoke today, I watched it again, and I, I had the same feeling. There's just something so beautiful about what you've done for your community, so I, I'm so I'm so very grateful for you. And at 84, I'm still doing everything that I could do to make a difference during the time that I'm here. Got a story about an interesting thing in tech or just want to say hi? You can reach us at hello at tangodi.com. You can also find transcripts for today's episode at tangodi.com. There Are No Girls on the Internet was created by me, Bridget Todd. It's a production of iHeartRadio and Unbossed Creative. Jonathan Strickland is our executive producer. Tari Harrison is our producer and sound engineer. Michael Amato is our contributing producer. I'm your host, Bridget Todd. If you want to help us grow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, ladies, it's Bridget Todd here. As women, we put our hearts into everything. May is High Blood Pressure Education Month. 
and it's time to focus on our heart health. Release the Pressure wants to help Black women look at self-care as an act of self-preservation. During High Blood Pressure Education Month, let's help get to our goal of 100,000 Black women putting their hearts first and learn more about their heart health. Visit iHeartRadio.com RTP for a chance to receive a $1,000 gift card to take care of yourself and prioritize your heart health. That's iHeartRadio.com RTP. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.